This is the Colonel Rad Alert. Civil defense information will be broadcast at 640. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Y2K. How can we prepare? Stop a few of their machines and radios. Throw them into darkness for a few hours. We are fighting for our lives. My family must survive. Boom. For five years. Thousand gallons of gas. Air filtration. Water filtration. Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Telegram, Rumble, and Odyssey. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim. Today is February 15th, 2023, and today is 200 episode 255 of the workshop podcast. In just a minute, I got my buddy Brian from the Lots Project coming on. Two quick announcements at the moment. Uh, if you're looking for a way, or if you're wondering if I get any recommendations for gear, the easiest way, I, I just got another email today asking about a few different products if I had recommendations. There's about 250 of them listed at toolmantim.shop. So run by there. You'll find the Amazon links. Anything you pick up will help support the channel, which you know I greatly appreciate. And number two, Patch of the Month Co Club. Go to patchofthemonth.co and sign up. 10 bucks a month, $100 a year. That is the way to get added to the super secret email list that is the Patch of the Month Club mailing list where you get first dibs on anything new that we release. And we're working on some new discounts, some new perks and the whole work. So with that, let's bring on Mr. Brian. How are you, sir? Good, good, man. How's it going? Good. So you're, this would be up uh, appearance three, wouldn't it, on the show? I think if I, I think so. You don't know. I know. Why do I even ask the, Do we count, do we count the, the tool recommendation video? Oh, no, not, if not including that, it'd be four. So, but yeah, see, I was trying to, uh, I, I, I had you tied with um, uh, Prepper Dad, Ryan Buford. He's been on three times as well. So, and Carrie hey, Brown's hey, do coming you have a, uh, Do you have a recommendation for a cordless drill? <laughs> I do, yes. I, I just took my own drill. I cut the cord off and then it, it didn't work, but it was cordless then, so... But uh, just before I went live, Chicken Hawk shared in the uh, chat a new line of tools from Cat uh, Cat Brand Power Tools. And I've been kind of a big fan of them. But the cool thing is they've got this new battery technology called graphene batteries. And apparently a 5 amp hour battery will charge in 20 minutes. And yeah, so capacity, everything. Like, yeah, my, my 5 amp hour lithium ion from DeWalt right now, even on the fastest charger, takes an hour to charge. So I'm, we'll see. Got to get it. I mean, how, fast, how, how fast do you need it to charge? About 20 minutes. <laughs> it, then if I had a 20 minute charging battery and you asked me, I'd be like, fuck, man, that thing's slow. I, like, you know? like how, how much are the new batteries? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, this one, the graphene, I looked it up was 200. It was $210 for a single battery, but that's connect. How, how much separate. are the regular batteries? Um, they were about 140. So, you know, Just it's buy two, keep one on the charger, man. It, exactly. But it's the fun <laughs> part of the new technology. That's what I love because I get addicted to it. But that's yeah. why I bought the damn power stack battery that DeWalt had. Did you pull that thing apart? Did you, uh, you break that down? Oh, so that one I did. So here's, you know, what really sucked though. I'm sitting there talking away. I shorted it out a couple of times, you know, doing commentary on the video and I finish up and I go to look and I never hit record. 
or I missed the record button. I was like, God damn it. So all I have is this. I haven't even posted pictures, but I got the whole thing pulled apart. They, The best I can tell, they use generic cells in it. That one that they sent me, which whatever. I mean, they're generic cells. But my biggest thing was don't advertise it as a, what was it? They advertised it as a nine amp hour battery when it was just a fucking six amp hour battery, right? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, generic, generic versus um, generic versus name brand is nothing for me because they all come off the same line. Anyway, they all going to be manufactured. It's the same damn thing unless there's a patent. So whatever. But yeah, when you're when you're putting three, what was it? Three, two hour, two amp hour batteries and they were calling it nine. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I threw it that's on common the math for you. That's that's the new math, man. That's... You got to get you got to get with the new math. I think something got lost in the metric to imperial conversion. I think that's what happened. Oh, it's Canadian units. Well, it came from China, right? So they would be metric. And then, they, you know, because they do like 0.58 or something like that when they try to convert things to imperial and well, yeah, maybe, maybe. Freedom yeah. Media Corps is going to uh, make me blush. She said we're two of her favorite guys. Who are you calling a guy? <laughs> Did you just assume my gender? Now we're in trouble. <laughs> so how's life been treating you? Um, uh, good, good. Yeah. We're um, hanging out in Texas. Uh, we've been here since uh, the beginning of November. We kind of sat down and hung out until our house, um, our house sale went through, and homestead sale went through. All that fun stuff. Uh, I've been hanging out with Josh, the Renegade Butcher, Liberty Meat Solutions, whatever Poor he's Josh. branding under this time. Oh no, he loves me. He loves I me. I, I do all his packaging, so he doesn't mm. have to do all the vacuum sealing and shit like that. But. You're taking care of his meat. I've been handling a lot of Josh's sausage for sure, for sure. Um, like, yeah, uh, lots and lots of Josh's sausage and uh, making some content over there um, and uh, learning a little bit about the butchery business and things but uh, getting ready to take off here probably in uh, two or three weeks and uh, go on another road trip and probably travel at least until uh, June at least so do you know where you're going next um well we have to stop in in Tennessee at the end of April to to meet some weird weird guy that uh, I met online um and he's got some property that he says he wants me to come look at i don't know what's gonna happen when we get there but well you know i mean you've been down handling josh's meat so now i gotta show you my stuff so i <laughs> bought this big package it's a big land package so you know. <laughs> nice. I, i've learned to take a lot of meat and handle it all in one day Hey, it is what it is. Everybody's gonna be like, oh, but no, man. we're uh, so we're gonna kind of meander our way up to Tennessee, um, probably through March, and uh, you're gonna be up there at the end of April. Uh, yep. We're meeting up with Tim, actually. If you guys didn't catch that, if you're slow right. folks or the slow folks in the in the crowd, uh, I'm gonna be meeting up with Tim towards the end of uh, end of April up there. So we'll probably take March and April and uh, kind of zigzag back up. Uh, nice. We want to hit. Um, we want to hit uh, Crater of Diamonds or Diamond Crater, Crater of Diamonds National Park in Arkansas and uh, mine some diamonds on the way by. Um, and yeah, and then after that, we uh, we got some waypoints we got to hit, but uh, we're kind of holding that tight to vest because uh, we're not for sure on it. But uh, yeah, travel around for a little while and uh, probably end up out in South Dakota uh, by June. So, Oh, home then. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, to finish all of that stuff, we're we're in the midst of trying to figure it all out, getting vehicle registrations done and everything. But we have to actually eventually get there and spend one night to uh, get our official residency and driver's licenses and all of that stuff. So um, that's about as soon as we're going to be able to make it up there because of weather and we don't want to go to the snow. I don't know if we talked about this last time, but how did you settle on South Dakota for any it might be helpful for anybody who's like, hey, I'd like to be a, you know, a ne'er-do-well and wander the roads. <laughs> um, well, there's there are several there are several states that you can set up in um, since we were in Minnesota and we kind of made all our plans relative to Minnesota. We weren't sure. We didn't know that we were going to have to leave and come back to do, get everything done. But, um, you know, the short the short hot weather season in Minnesota didn't help us. Uh, we South Dakota is a state that you can get residency spending one night there every five years. Um, <laughs> it's called an absentee or a absentee resident affidavit. Um, you have to state that you're planning on returning there. So I plan to return there for sure to get my driver's license again. So and eventually maybe uh, uh, grab a piece of property there and settle down youtube put that on air and recorded so that anybody from south dakota can remember Absolutely. that we are we are intending to end up in south dakota at the end um but a lot of like uh, traveling nurses military people people that just don't have a home for whatever reason and um and nomads full-time RVers and things like that really gravitate towards south dakota there's no state state income tax there's a uh, very favorable business um business laws and regulations and things like that and uh vehicle registrations insurance everything is uh, cheaper because there's nobody there <laughs> half well, the residents don't even live there except one night every five years so <laughs> that's crazy and would they count those people in their um population count i imagine they have to well holy shit because south dakota already is one of the least, you know, the, the, the most sparsely populated states. And then you figure in how many people are, you know, nomad. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I know, see, I don't vote, so I don't really give a shit about that side of it. Um, but, uh, I know on, so we use, we use a company. Basically we have a, uh, a permanent mailbox, a permanent address at a campground. Oddly oh, okay. enough, um, it's like a PO box, but it's not. It's actually a physical address. I can I have things shipped there, and my mail goes there. They hold my mail. Um, they scan my mail. I can look at it online. Uh, tell them to uh, trash it, shred it, or uh, hold it. And then when I'm ready, I pay them to ship it to me wherever I'm at, whatever address I have. Um, I can also pay extra to have them open it up and scan whatever's inside. And uh, yeah, kind of. Oh, what's that cool. company called? Do you know? Uh, Mailboxes America. Oh, okay. I, and then uh, they also run services where they'll do your driver's license stuff for you, your vehicle registration, uh, all that kind of stuff, depending on what package you get from them. So um, I think it's like, 
200 bucks a year to have have that and i have an address like that is that's not like using your cousin's address that's this is my mailing address it's my actual physical address um it qualifies under the patriot act as a physical address because like banks and brokerages and everything like that require a physical address um yeah it's it's a pretty pretty interesting deal uh we that was the big question like when you sell your property and you're not renting someplace like where do you live like technically where do you live right that never i gotta be honest that never crossed my mind when you were telling me this story you know when you first started telling me that you were thinking about moving and traveling around i never thought about that but it's that's crazy so it, it seems to be working out okay you'll have it all you know basically good yeah, I mean, we have that we have that mailbox. I started looking into it again today, and um, it's it's a process for sure. We got to like you know, it's it be basically like transferring your vehicles to the new state you move to, um, but you're doing it remotely. So there's a lot of power of attorney. There's a lot of mailing documents back and forth, scanning documents, proving who you are, where you're at, and things like that. Um, just because you're not in person, and they have to you know they have to CYA for sure um seeing they're doing it and they're they're sure. kind of skirting a lot of um they're they're running in a lot of gray areas everything they're doing is legal um to the letter of the law i'm thinking some of it probably get easier post covid or during covid when they relaxed a lot you know what i mean because yeah. that's what i found well we- and and the the laws the laws and the requirements the regulations and everything along with it um in south dakota makes it easier um vehicles are registered to your social security number not your driver's license so i don't have to have a driver's license in south dakota to register my vehicles there or get insurance there or anything like that um so that's why i can delay going up there to get my driver's license and my actual residency because i have an address there um i've changed my banking information to there which shows intent to go there and now I can register my vehicles, get my insurance, and then eventually make it there, spend one night, get my driver's license and official residency. So somebody somewhere figured this whole system out, or at least. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then then they're like, we can make a business around this or. There's several. There's yeah. several. And um, cool. some are better than others. Um, it's all your personal preference, really, and what you're looking out of it. Like, I, I have all sorts of different options as far as amount of mail that I get. Um, amount of shipping and different things like that, depending on what package I use. Uh, this company just happens to be the one that fit best for us. And uh, so we went with it. There's there's companies that do the same thing in Texas and Florida, mainly the states that don't have uh, um, state income tax is where right. people are are targeting for this type of uh, domicile is what it's actually called. It's not residency. It's a, your domicile. Huh, which makes sense. I mean, when I worked at Home Hardware, we lived in Nova Scotia, but the business that I worked for was technically registered in New Brunswick, which is the next province over. And for reasons, I don't know, but, it, you know, tax reasons, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we use a um, program or a company called Montana Mailbox that gives me yep. a, a, um, a physical address in Sweetgrass, Montana. And so there, cause there's a lot of companies that want to send me shit, you know, Hey, test this out, test that out, but they won't ship to Canada. So it's been a big help for me. It all goes in. And then once a month I have a company in Edmonton 
called DYK Post. They go down, pick it up, bring it across, and a few days later, I can pick it up in Edmonton. So it, it, it's cool. I like that because yeah, otherwise that's, it's a real. I thing. mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's like figuring yeah. out. It's figuring out that it's advantageous and profitable for everybody involved to set this system up and and just run it. Uh, and yeah, that's why it works. RZ wants to know what end of South Dakota you're looking at. Um, for our trip there, we'll probably be going to the Southeast corner. Um, getting, <laughs> I don't know We're I'm we're actually, yeah, yeah. Once we, once we get to South Dakota, we're actually planning on spending the, the summer kind of North, um, North Dakota, Montana, uh, Idaho, kind of as far North as we can get and as high elevation as we can get. So we might actually go farther. I mean, we might go to the Black Hills. It, it, I mean, we don't have, once we get our license, that is kind of our last, um, we're hoping to go see some family on our trip uh, between now and June, uh, both sides. And then um, after we get our licenses, we're kind of home free, really, uh, other than tr- getting back to go to fall SRF. Nice. Yeah, that's going to, that's going to be fun. I, I don't know if I, we, we've talked about this a little bit, but I was talking to Cole the other day and she's totally down with it, but I'd like to do some sort of like one or two day workshop slash work day at my property, say like a day or two before SRF or a day or two after. So when me, you and Carrie, I think all three of us are going to get together when uh, in uh, April, we should figure that out because I think we could, I think it could be advantageous for all of us. I think it'd be kind of oh, fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if we have people coming in, um, permaculture instructors or somebody of that type that's coming in for SRF anyway, they're going to be in that area. Uh, could be cool. It could be a, a venue for them to put on a new kind of workshop, uh, a different type of workshop that they're, you know, they're, they're doing shit on their own property. They might want to do something different that works on your property. And, um, and now there's that availability to do that type of thing. Yeah, because it's basically 10 acres of raw land, you know, I mean, a little bit of selective cut, but other than that, there's nothing there. So, hey, you know, get somebody in and maybe, uh, yeah, Uh, Carrie says, yep, I'm there and we'll help rally the crew. That's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna, you got a lot of, a lot of momentum on that property and you haven't haven't even set foot on it. I know. And uh, so I've actually extended the time I'm going to stay in Tennessee. So uh, I know it just gets longer and longer, but um, so I'm going to leave from here the Tuesday after Labor Day. So it's like September 6th at this point, and I'm going to come down and I'm going to stay until after SRF, which is October 15th. So it's going to be a solid six, maybe seven weeks that I'm going to be down there. Nice. I'll be able to, I'll have a nice target window there. I can just aim in the general direction and go meet these six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be good. I've, I've got three events that I'm going to go to that are all on the weekend. And so everything else is going to, yeah, it'll all be around. I think dad's trying to get his passport, which will be cool. Cause he's never been anywhere other than Alberta. So I'm like, Hey, fly into Nashville, come down, work with me for a couple of days. I'll take you around. It'll be fun. You know, cause nice. he's not getting any younger. He's 67, I think. So might get to meet Papa Tim. That would be awesome. Oh my God. That would be so That would actually be quite funny to bring him to like something like self-reliance festival might blow. He'd have a blast. Yeah, he really would introduce him to John Willis might scare him a little bit in a good way. 
you might want to let him let him know John's uh, John's YouTube channel before you introduce yeah. him. Like, <laughs> oh, we take not. a look at this guy for a couple. Of, like, don't watch too much because yeah. like <laughs> it'd be just, I love feel it. for the intensity there because it's on like hyperdrive when you meet him in person. Oh, yeah, I love John to death. I, it John's would be great. awesome. But, oh man, that'd be funny. Yes, it would be. Oh, I'm going to show it was, it was to nice to meet John outside of SRF too, um, just in his normal work day because we had to stop by there to pick something up, and it's 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 incredible um, how focused he is. He oh yeah, I that man he had no reason to do everything he's done for me so far, but he has, and I I, I asked him one. I said, John, why have you done? And he goes, because every time I tell you to do something and you didn't mean, you know, something that will better what you're doing, you do it. So I'm like, okay, I can live with that. Right. Uh, Yozik right. just put in the telegram group that he passed his general ham radio test. So let's show it to Yozik tonight. So that's good. Uh, hey, yes, I'm all out of bourbon already. So I'll have to reload. Yeah, You got you to drink when they talk about ham. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's another question too. Oh Yeah. Or, well, I guess it's more of a statement, but Freedom Freedom was saying that um, that whole South Dakota thing could be a good little extra business for people with a hip camp. Yeah, it's it's um, it gets weird when you own property like that was the big thing for us is when we couldn't we couldn't go over there and get all this taken care of because we didn't sell our property before we left Minnesota. So we were technically Minnesota residents. We owned a residence oh, in right. Minnesota. Um, so then. You, you can't really just go, oh, well, I have this house and everything in Minnesota, but I live in North, I live in South Dakota. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can uh, work around it, but it was just easier to wait till the sale went through and then make our way back there. So how long you've been on the road now? Uh, we left September 26th. Yes, sir. Why don't, yeah, yeah. So that's September, October, November. Yeah, so we're six yep. months now almost. Yeah, about that, about that. But we've been sitting for we we traveled for just over two months and then sat down and uh, waited for every all the dust to settle on the house and uh, helped Josh out and uh, can't wait to get moving again because that's kind of been the mo really. We we would take a two week trip, then we'd get back and have to work on the trailer, or get back and have to winterize it, and then sit and sit and sit, and then take off again. So we just put ourselves right back in that pattern. But it was uh, it was necessary. Corey kind of shifted to full time uh, remote work, and uh, we did the the house sale. So we needed a permanent address. We kind of restocked everything because Josh was kind enough to. Uh, let us use his address for our Amazon de deliveries and things like that. So it was, uh, it was kind of a needed, a needed stop. And the, the weather here has been gorgeous for the winter. Like if we wanted to get out of Minnesota because of the winter, this was like ideal place to be. Um, so I'm okay with it, but I'm ready to go. Um, we got still got a couple weeks, but uh, I'm ready to go. Do you get you got kind of a limit to how long you can be in a place before you start it starts growing hair on it or gets a little you know? Yeah, well, we're we're trying to feel that out. We really targeted and we enjoyed the the frequency when we were a week or two weeks at uh, okay. at one location. Um, that three weeks 
was a little much um the one time we did that while we were traveling but we were waiting on some things that was uh, around srf we were waiting on the house and all sorts right. of different stuff and we weren't sure what we were doing uh but yeah that one week or two weeks depending on the the site um plan on one week and if we like it extend a week is kind of uh is kind of that play if we really like it maybe three weeks but we've really realized that if we if we stop using our gps to go do shit we've been there too long uh that makes sense i like that that's really good or if the gas station guy like offers you discount beer Hey, I, I don't know. I just have that face where they always offer me discount beer anyway. So <laughs> I, I guess I just look like I need discounted beer. It's like, oh man, you look hard up tonight. Do you, do you want to, do you want a case on, I have a slightly blemished case of beer. Do you want one? Yeah. Guy's like, guy says, hey, uh, hey, I got that case of beer. You want one? It's, it's got one broken bottle, one broken bottle. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I had actually like picked it up a few days earlier and it was leaking out of the case and I was like, I'm not buying that shit. And so I put it back on the shelf. <laughs> Why is that so funny? I didn't tell him. I just put it back on the shelf. <laughs> and he uh he says, I was like, yeah, I'll I'll take it. He's like, you come in tomorrow, right? For more beer? I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, maybe, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. That's He's funny. Like, yeah. I gave you discount. I give you discount then. You're putting his kids through college. That's all. So well, I came back. I came back to get it, and I was like, "Well, I'm thinking I'm going to buy what I normally buy, and then just buy the extra sure. when he, he has the extra." So he, I bring what I'm going to bring up, and I set it on the counter, and he's like, "Oh, you want that? You want the case I tell you about?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, so you? I'll take this one back. You only want one." I said, "No, you fucking leave that right there. You need to give me that one and the other one." <laughs> What a good man. Hey, he's just looking out for you is all. Oh, yeah. Chicken hawk. Jeez. Jeez. You know what? Yeah, I got to I gotta admit, I, I'm trying my damnedest, but I really suck at navigation. I'm just so bad. I It's, I, yeah. When we drive, Becky's always the one. You, you grew up not, you didn't have GPS when you grew up. How'd you get places? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, yeah, we, when we, we travel, it's kind of funny though, but in 2007, we drove across country and we took like the back roads up Northern. Well, we, that was when I ended up through Floodwood, Minnesota that time. <laughs> and, you went uh, the wrong way if you were in Floodwood when you were trying to drive across Canada. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Well, it was across Canada. We just went through the States, you know, to get to Saskatchewan. And, uh, yeah, we ended up. Oh, that's right. I was, I was farther north in Onamia, Minnesota than like 75% of the population of Canada. But we were still heading further north than you, poor thing. <laughs> well, yeah, we used an old paper atlas, which was, I, I don't know, we didn't, I, we didn't even have a cell phone in 2007. I, we were just too broke to have one. Dude, I remember going like, so we would, we would have these parties when I was in high school and I mean, I'm kind of dating myself, but we were, we would be out in like state land in Western New York. Um, it would be like, uh, the state forest yeah. <laughs> and they'd have the, like the drive in and you drive in on this dirt road and there'd be a turnaround at the end for like parking to go hunt or camp or we'd go back there, start bonfires and have these huge raging parties. 
well, we would go and get these pallets uh, from the from the newspaper place, would give pallets away for free. And we'd stack them up like 15, 20 feet in the air, with, like climbing up the stack of pallet and hanging them up oh, on the top. Yeah. And then we would fill them with the rolls of old newsprint that they would give away for free, too, and then <laughs> write it. And that's how we told people where the party was, was we'd send up a fucking flare and you would just drive around the country and you'd find the party. Like everybody like would just fire, man. That's yeah, crazy. dude. It was... Yeah. So there was a lot of times you're just driving around country roads. You didn't know where the hell you were and you're coming out of there. And I'm not saying that I ever drove drunk, but, you know, maybe might have had a couple and, and tried to make my way home. I didn't know where the fuck I was. I just I like you had that sense of direction because you drove around all that time and you could just find your way home. I do like the prairies because you always know what direction you're heading. When I first moved here, you know, a few of the newfies are like, okay, what direction are we heading, Tim? I didn't have a sweet fucking clue for the first few months. And then all of a sudden you're like, you just get it because literally it's all a cube and, you know, uh, north, south and east, west roads is all exist. So, and right. in three seconds you look for the sun because, you know, you can never not see it because it's fucking flat as a board. And you just, okay, I know where I'm going. But we were, see, our was hills and valleys. So I was in like Western New York with the Finger Lakes and all the, all the oh, lakes yeah. and, the, and all the, the glacier cut stuff. So basically, if you were driving on flat, you were going, uh, it was pretty much northwest to southeast. But if you took a turn down, like you went down a hill, you could figure out what town you were in and you knew on the map what direction you had to go to get home. <laughs> That's I suppose. Yeah. If you're in the mountains, you know, if you're going down, you're heading a certain direction. And if you're going across your flat, is that what it was? Well, yeah, you were kind of either on the ridges and all the lakes kind of ran the same general direction, but then you would just, you would just try to find your way downhill and you would come into some town and, I'd just been there my whole life and you knew what town it was. You were like, okay, well this, this is kind of like 20 miles Northwest of where I need to be. So, all right, get turned around, go that way. And that's all right. So have, so you've been six months on the road. How, Oh boy. Renegade butcher says, you know, all about those finger legs. I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was talking about your meat earlier, Renegade. So we'll just move on. But uh, yep. what have you guys learned so far in the six months? That we need to move to keep on maintenance schedule um, is one thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about that because you you messed – maybe that was in our call the other day. But, yeah, I remember you telling me a bit. Yeah, we – so when we move, we clean everything. We, like, deep clean everything because we have to have everything put away, everything stowed close everything up and then we're traveling and it's like bouncing down the road. So you really got to do a number, like make sure everything's good. And if you're going to close everything up and you got to move everything anyway, so you deep clean whenever you're going to move. So I was like once a week or every other week, we were completely, it would be like moving all the furniture out of your living room and cleaning your living room every week. Is sure. what we were yeah. doing. But the other things that went with that were, I was getting up on the roof and checking the, the, the bolts on the solar panel brackets and i was taking the the chimney cap if we had used the wood stove taking the chimney cap off and running the brush down through it just because i'm up there i carry the brush up and throw it down big deal whatever it, it takes two seconds 
Well, we had been here for three months and we got into some shitty wood for the wood stove. We got in some pretty cold, cold temperatures where we were running it quite a bit. And all of a sudden the wood stove acted funny, acting mm. weird, uh, wouldn't draft right. We were blowing smoke back into the camper when we'd open it. Like, it, like what's going on here? Uh, finally, I went out, went up on the ladder and the, the stove cap had or the stove pipe cover the mesh in it had completely well not completely it was still venting but it had had clogged down enough that it wasn't drafting properly and sucking that smoke out well if i had been moving every two weeks we had been here for three months i hadn't i hadn't processed that i was cleaning this naturally by the fact that i was going up there and taking it down every week or two weeks I needed to have in my mental rotation that if we're sitting for three months, every two weeks, I got to go up there and clean it still. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like just by the fact we didn't move, um, there's that type of stuff. And yeah, it just, it got a mess and we were just like, why is it all messy in here? And we're like, well, you haven't fucked. We haven't moved. We haven't had a reason yeah. to clean everything. Like we've taken everything out. We haven't had to put it back away. Like, oh, we're using this and we're going to use it tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Well, you don't put it away. Now it's out. Well, there's no room for it out anymore. Like, there's no room to keep shit out. Like, it has a place and it needs to be in that place. But for this mental block, because we're going to be here, I'm like, oh, well, I can take it out and just leave it out. Right. That's crazy. You wouldn't think that. But yeah, yeah, I get it. And you. Oh, yeah. We ran out of propane because it was just like weird cycles and shit like that like um well the weather was you shit you get right? out of your rhythm you get out of your rhythm you guys ended up having some pretty shitty weather yeah i mean we got down to what was that 15 degrees i think a, a wow. low of 15 and we didn't come above freezing for uh three days four days something like that so we had to drain our water uh we did water out of um jerry cans buckets and uh like an igloo or a a yeti type cooler a hard side cooler um and uh we ran wood stove and propane backup heat and yeah it was good it was good we were we were fine we kept it up uh i think 50 ish 50 55 in here when it was 15 outside so that's not bad for a non Yours wouldn't be considered like a four season camper by any means, would it? No, 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 no. And that's that's a lot of the stuff we've really learned um, since we've been on the road is what we want next time. We're already we already figured out what we want next time. Not exactly, but we have must haves um, that we want to change when we buy our next camper. And are you still thinking about going smaller? Because that's what you told me last. Yeah, absolutely, time. absolutely, probably significantly smaller. How much small? So what, what size do you have now? 30, 32 foot with oh, yeah. two, with two slide outs. Um, so it's like a, okay. Yeah. It's like a, a big bunk, a bunk, uh, a bunk house in the back completely. Uh, we'll probably end up in that 24, 25 foot range. Easier to maneuver. That was the big idea or just let, yeah. Weight, uh, maneuverability truck. Um, yeah. And if we buy the smaller camper, we can spend the same amount of money, get the the higher quality insulation, the the higher quality. We want to go more. Um, there's a company called No Boundaries that mm. oh, makes yeah. off off road um, like the stuff we want to do. The they've got a the, higher. There's like a higher suspension. Do they higher have like clearance, a, yeah. uh, heavier heavier leaf springs, uh, better tires? 
it's meant to go places like we want to go yeah that's my cool. travel trailer is not meant to go where i want to take it and i take it there anyway <laughs> unfortunately yeah, whatever uh hawk it'll wants get to me, it'll get me it'll sting me at some point i'm sure um like right now we're stuck where we're at uh, we have to have the landowner where we're staying pull us out with a tractor here sometime and uh and get some uh, routine maintenance done on this before we hit the road uh because we're buried in a in a old watermelon field Re- so did it did you sink in is that what happened yeah it's all it's all sand did you- we we stuck we stuck when we parked here like we oh. we were at a campsite and then we asked them if we could stay for a few months and they were like okay and we're like well we don't need to take up one of your campsites because they were going to give us a discount and i'm like well i'm not going to occupy one of your sites and then get a discount from you like i can go park in that field that's the whole point i don't need a hookup i don't need anything so we found a spot we wanted to park and we were like hey how is it soft there whatever we knew it was kind of sandy they're like well it should be all right whatever well we're super heavy we're like eleven thousand pounds on the trailer 10 oh, yeah. five, uh plus the the truck and the dogs and all this shit and so we we started circling around in the field and it just sunk in the sand it's all like sugar sand and, and clay mix and the sugar sand was all on top and it was so dry hadn't rained in forever so it was all fluffy and we oh. just buried um but we kind of dicked around and we turned it around um, trying to get it unstuck and it was getting to be dark and we looked at it and we're like, well, it's kind of facing the direction we wanted to be. And we threw a level on it and it was fucking level. So we said, well, fuck it. We'll just stay until we get pulled out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you this. Dixon wanted to know too. Can you park on some planks to help solve that later on? Or was it, kind of a scenario oh no it was it was too late we didn't sink in after the fact we were just we sunk we got stuck and it was right. it was level <laughs> poor guy yeah shit so, i mean the, the landowner has a tractor we can uh they've had us like so the more you like we've driven in front of where we parked okay with the track for a month it's like a parking lot it's like like hmm. concrete parking lot so it's just a matter of the the fact that it was a field that never been it's like a pasture field it was a it used to be a watermelon field then it was just like turned to pasture and uh grays so it's just super loose topped everything but once you get it broken and in fire and, ants. and fire ants that's that's the other oh, thing right here how's that been sucks my oh jesus um yeah i'm i have a i have a battle with the fire ants uh we have a war we're currently at a truce. Um, I'm not sure why, because after the rain, I'm pretty sure they think that I really screwed them. But when we first got here, well, it was actually before we got here, but I, I ran into the fire ants. But when we parked here, it appears we parked on a field that has an enormous fire ant hill under under us. Like, it's just probably like people are like oh just put tea tree oil and and citrus oil and this and that around like no this fucking thing is like probably 50 yards long by 40 yards wide and they come up and they like every time it rains all their mounds disappear and then they build up more around us where they're like yeah fuck you um good luck we have you surrounded well when we when we first parked here, I was like out and we were kind of feeling each other out and they'd get on my feet and they'd bite the shit out of my feet. And it was they're just like blisters and it's horrible. It's the most horrific thing. They're they're like the scourge of the earth. 
Um, so I started fighting back and our dog slobber, like kind of told you about that, but yes, when we changed their bowl, like we, we, we don't fill their water bowl when they're empty. We fill them when they're too thick. Um, basically, <laughs> so you dump out the, the two inches of slobber that are, that are accumulated in there because it's too oh. thick and it's gross to drink. Um, but we fill a, a one gallon bucket in our kitchen with that throughout the day and we empty it once a day take it outside uh and i started pouring it on the anthills systematically and battling them eventually they stopped biting me so i don't know if they realized that i was gonna fuck their shit up and maybe light them on fire maybe get napalm or nuclear weapons or something to take care of this issue because i was not happy but uh i haven't been bitten in a while and that might just be winter are you guys still doing the barefoot thing Oh yeah, dude. Texas is a great place to do that. There's only, there's like sandburrs, cactus, fire ants, scorpions, snakes. Um, great place to, to barefoot. Oh yeah. So nothing really. <laughs> man. Yeah. That's crazy. How's Corey's feet holding up to the fire ants? They don't bite her. Oh, she too sweet. No, they like sugar. Don't they? Too so much vinegar. She's, she's just a bitch. She's a, she's a vinegary bitch. That makes sense. Sure. <laughs> I can say that because I remembered Valentine's Day yesterday and she didn't. So, mm. Well, I, I did remember, but Becky brought me something home the day before. So it was pretty easy for me to remember for my God. Now, don't forget, Tim. So, <laughs> oh, Dixon says they can sense evil. Oh, oh yes, no doubt. <laughs> um, where was it? Uh, Hawk wanted to know how Starlink treating you. Uh, good. I mean, it blips in and out. I mean, that's this kind of, you knew, I knew that going in, like I've, I've seen all the videos about, you know, the cycling, uh, we have yet to be in an area that was like primary service for Starlink and actually covered on their map. We've been oh. secondary, uh, secondary coverage and, um, and limited spotted coverage ever since we got it. Uh, and I think the lowest I've ever seen was like 10 megs download and three or four up that's still better than better than what i had well sure yeah, yeah and it's unlimited i'm not paying by the gig at this point it's unlimited so okay sign me up that's yeah because you were paying what did you have before was it just through like a telecom co or like through a cell company or? yeah there were data cards from a cell phone company a oh, cell phone man. router and extended uh, extended I had 250 gigs a month. That's all we had for, uh, for that's Corey's work, all my content creation, all her content creation, everything was 250 gigs a month. Wow. I, I, it's what happened to me when I went to the States, I said, I need a, I need a U.S. plan. No, nope, we don't offer it. You have to buy it by the bundle. And I'm like, um, okay. So I was running out every two days and having to re up like 80 bucks every two days. So yep. Becky called and hollered at him like, Oh no, we, we do. And so now I have, it was like $5 more a month. And now my unlimited plan works in Canada or the U S but they were yeah. trying to get me for 80 bucks every two days. So whatever. Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough for sure. Um, and it was slow, uh, depending on where we were, the cell, the cell signal was, uh, slower at its fastest than Starlink at its slowest. Um, so I can't complain. So speaking of streaming, you've been on a friggin rampage with interviews lately how's that going <laughs> good good i uh i kind of decided that this year i'm gonna interview as many people as i can well it's gonna be it's gonna end up being 104 people i do two a week 
I do Monday nights. I do live, uh, live interviews at 6 p.m. Central on YouTube and all the other wonderful places I stream. Uh, and that's been going really good. A lot of just interesting different guests that I found through Podmatch is what I started using. That's what I was going to. Yeah. If you want to fill us in on that, because I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's a service. Um, I pay six bucks a month, I think, as a podcaster. And uh, it just it opens you up to a, a database of podcast guests. And basically, you go in, you write about your show, you put links to all your socials, um, and then you you start putting in tags for your ideal guest, which basically hashtags, and you get 10 hashtags. So if I want to interview Toolman Tim, or I don't know you, but I want to uh, interview somebody that uh, reviews tools. So I would put tools, home improvement, uh, review, blah, 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 whatever uh, from these thousands of hashtags you can use then every x amount of hours depending on what level you pay for i think mine is every three hours or every six hours i get three new matches so they take your hashtags and they match you to guests that have the same hashtags that have the same availability um native language whatever there's like all these different criteria and it just shows them to you well then you can message them the platform has a scheduling software so if like i use a different calendar and i always have them book one or the other and then i just mirror it back and forth they're all connected but um they have a scheduling software in there so if you didn't want to use any scheduling you could do it all through there like i've interviewed somebody that does what did he say 12 podcasts a week um and he that's all he uses like he doesn't use any other booking software he doesn't use any other platform he books everything through podmatch um as a guest you can sign up for like 25 bucks a month uh to go on like you do the same thing but in reverse you put you fill out your guest profile like what your expertise is blah 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 what you want to talk about uh they ask you oh this is the other nice part so the guests fill out um well most of them do five uh but you can do up to up to eight i think topic or um suggested episode titles and then up to like 15 questions i'm always willing to ask answer so like basically if you don't want to do any work like if i want to interview somebody that i have no interest in like diving into their background or trying to figure out really like if it's if, if if it's a topic that I just want to expose my audience to, I can literally take their questions and build an interview off it. Now, if it's a guest that I'm like really intrigued by what they have going on because I want to bring them on because I'm interested and I want to dig yeah. deeper, like I can do the work on top of that. But this really does a lot of the prep work for you um, as a guest signing up. Like you're a small business owner, twenty five bucks. And you can get on how many podcasts in a month? Like, yeah, I don't know what the limit is. I haven't signed up on the guest side because I am actually, I'm actually getting ready to sign up as a guest to go on other shows. Um, I don't know what the restrictions are as for how many you can go on or whatever for what, like, I'm sure there's a limit for $25. If there isn't, man, if you could go on 30, 30 podcast or 25, a dollar a podcast, to advertise yeah. your business or your product. Well, 
Because, I mean, it, like I've said all along, it's just an eyeballs game, right? You get in front of enough eyeballs, and eventually you're going to find that thousand true fans. You just need to keep doing it, right? So, Right, right. So I'm like, this is stupid cheap advertising. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's better than, uh, what was it? well, quite a bit better than, um, you know, the, the one we were paying, the promotion there in our, our podcast app. The uh, uh, Fountain. Yeah, thank you, Fountain. Oh, my brain ain't working tonight, but yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I mean, you I love all, you. Let all the brains out when you when you had her cut the hair. I did. Be careful. Watch your eyes. It's pretty shiny up there. But yeah, it. So how how have the interviews been? The people that you've had, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Because- I would. So I've done. Uh, I think I've done like thirteen so far. Uh, yeah, eleven have been just blockbuster, like A plus interviews, like. I would, I, I would listen. So I've, I've been going back. Um, I got caught up finally on some stuff and I'm going back and listening to, uh, listening to them back and clipping them out. <laughs> and then I put it all in a folder, throw it on Google drive and email the guest and say, Hey, here's all the audio. Here's all the video clips. Here's all the, the whole video. Um, it's going to be there for two weeks, Download it at your leisure. Uh, and then if you need it longer, let me know and I'll leave it up there. But I'm just conserving space on Google Drive. Well, I'm listening to these interviews back and I'm like, these people are phenomenal interviews. Like, I felt like I could have done better. Like, like they, yeah. they, I felt like th- that, you know, you know, when you do an interview and you're like, that went really good. And then you listen to it back and you're like, man, I could have dug deeper there. Like, yes. I could have, I could have made it the interview. Like, I do. these are moments that I'm listening to in these interviews, but they're phenomenal anyway, to begin with. And I'm like, like the one I have coming out on Thursday, I interviewed a woman about plant intelligence. Okay. She's working on a project. Uh, she worked on a project for a long time and she's still associated with it where they do plant music, where they they um, hook electrodes, they hook monitors up to plants and measure the impotence between the leaves and the roots and translate that into music and study what the plant how it reacts how it interacts and all this and i'm like well she started working on real player oh my god like late 90s mid to late 90s oh my god that's awesome her first job her first job out of college she worked for a cd press printing company where she was labeling the tracks um, like the beginning and the ending of the tracks on oh CDs, and then yeah. she worked on a promotion with Rage Against the Machine. Really? Wow! The first promotion where uh, the CD was linked to the web, where you bought their CD, you put the CD in the C- in the computer, went to a specific website, and it unlocked music. Like yeah. she worked on this promotion, and I'm like. And then you ended up you ended up living at a community in Italy that like is this free, free spirit uh, Damaher. I don't know if you've ever heard. It. It's like the biggest natural community in Italy. Uh, she lives there now. Super cool. And the interview was just fascinating. And these are the people that I'm I'm landing on this site, and it just blows my mind. Because I I try to I, I probably mentioned this to you before, but it, it I don't know. No, it was about a year ago called matchmaker.fm. Same type of system. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a friggin' cheap dating app, but it's, it was the same thing. And I got 
like no hits, nothing worth. Yeah, I think you got to pay. You got to yeah, pay. I got to try. I this sounds like it could be a really decent. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing about that was so I I uh, so I found that one. So Ken Ash actually referred me to it, and I looked okay. at it, and I was like. It was at a point where I was so busy. It was it was before we launched and it was like, I got to pay to sign up for this. I don't I'm not going to use it like I know I'm not going to use it. So I can't sign up yet. Yep. Well, totally forgot about his link, of course. And just as a dick, I like on purpose, you know, <laughs> no, I've totally forgot. Uh, I was searching like how to find guests for interviews because I had a really good run. Like I, I went through my network. I had everybody I knew on everybody I knew who knew was on. And I was like at that stuck point where, okay, I'm not point. doing interviews anymore. Cause I don't have anybody to talk to. Oh, so I searched and said, well, I did. I had people to talk to, but it, that, nobody like not. Correct. Oh shit. Might've lost you for a second. Look like you closed your eyes and fell asleep, but. Man, he was just getting to the good stuff, too, guys. Talking about, I'm, I'm, back. I'm back. You're back. All right. Anyway, anyway, so I got to this point where I'm like, I need these interview guests, and so I googled and I said, how to find podcast, how to find podcast guests, and the first one was Podmatch, and I'm like, that's the one that Ken told me to try, and so I clicked <laughs> on it. Yep. And I went down this road, and I've had all these phenomenal interviews. Well, the other day, I was cleaning up my 4,000 browser tabs that I had open. I was like, okay, because I had an interview coming up with somebody that was, like, super serious about you got to have everything closed on your computer. If there's any glitches, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got Starlink. I'm going to glitch out regardless. So, <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to do what he asked. I'm, like, closing all these tabs and shit. And uh, I came across the Google search for where to find podcasts. And so I went there again and I was like number two on the list. You know, I got, I looked at this, I think I searched it in like November. So, I, you know, now here it is February. I'm looking at number two on the list. <laughs> That's crazy. And it was this thing and I was, it was free and I'm like, okay, so I sign up and I get the email and it emails you like a guest list every year, like featured guests, this and that. And so I'm look, I'm scrolling through them. Like none of them are matching what anything I'd want to talk to. And then there's this guy, he's like, Oh, the, the world's foremost bat expert. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I can deal with this. So I click on his profile and it's like, oh, this and that. Like I traveled the world looking for uh, looking at bats and researching bats and this and that. And I'm like, dude, like this would work because like pot, like uh, doing hip can't setups and, yeah. and properties, bats, they're all beneficial. So I get a scroll that says podcast of notes. Like notable podcasts the person's appeared on first one okay. joe rogan podcast and i'm like oh that's <laughs> like, awesome wow so did he come on did you get him I, I haven't emailed him yet i'm still sitting it's actually i'm looking at the browser tab right here with his profile open i gotta email him and uh, figure out dates because i'm booked through march right now actually so both lives so that's two and two a week um, I've been booked solid and I'm pre-recorded all the way through February and I have half of March pre-records booked and uh, half of March lives already booked and all February. So like, I I, there's no point reaching out to him right now and going, dude, do you want to come on in like May? <laughs> I know. I, that's my thing. I, I always, I'm like, Oh, I know a guest I want. So then I, I go the hard way. Like I reach out to them and then they ignore me. And then I reach out to them a second time. And then they're like, shut up. Don't talk to me. 
you know, that kind of thing. But I might have to try this a little bit. Yeah, that uh, that pod match, man, that's um, that's a quality. It's a quality site. And uh, so I promote it. There's a referral link um, that you have that you can get uh, if you get people to sign up. Obviously, they give they give you a little cut. Um, and so I'll push that out. And the guy that runs it um, is constantly thanking me for uh, for for promoting his links and, and uh, pushing his stuff. So he's involved. I don't know. It's probably a bot that's doing it for him or whatever, but at least they set that up as a, uh, as a front facing kind of customer service thing. And is it podmatch.fm or is it uh... podmatch.com? Oh, .com. oh, wow. They got an old fashioned.com email, um, URL. That's all right. I believe. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me make sure here. Uh, let me pull it up podmatch.com. Yeah. And if you go to, uh, let me see if it's going to load for me while we're streaming. If I drop you, I'm sorry. I tried to use the internet all at once. That's okay. It might be be unlimited. It's just not that wide. (laughs) Yeah. So podmatch.com and I believe it's podmatch.com slash, uh, the lots project is, is kind of my referral link, but, uh, it didn't pull up with me signed in because I'm all in, in, incognito here. Um, just taking me an extra second. That's okay. I like, Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, www.joinpodmatch.com slash the lots project. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. And have right. you, um, were there any tips or tricks you've learned from like, or is it just super? Yeah, tips yeah. From- um, as, as a host looking for guests, uh, you know, so they have, they have a, a list of videos that you can uh, watch that kind of educate you, walk you through it. It says, watch these to maximize your, your, you know, what you're paying for pod match. Okay. Of course I didn't like I dove right in like every fucking man yes. and uh, just did whatever I wanted. Uh, there was a point where I ran out of matches and I'm like, well, this sucks. Um, nothing's matching up. Like, and so I go over and I start looking at the, looking at the how to videos. And like the second one said, um yeah target your guests with your hashtags so like if you want to like i said if i want to interview somebody like tim i would say tools and reviews and this and that well if i want to interview brian norton i would put in uh coffee and this and this so you can change them whenever you want so basically i say i got march 7th open I want to talk to somebody that is a, um, you know, a marine biologist. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to put ocean, marine, animals, blah, blah, blah. And it'll start populating my matches. And I'll send all my messages out to those people. And as soon as I book one, I go in and change all my hashtags to the next target. So instead of searching for all your guests, search for your one guest. And then search for your next guest. Oh, Yes, that makes sense. Okay. Instead of casting that wide net, really target down. You're not actually looking for the specific person, but you're looking for that person. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Uh, that was that was the biggest thing. And the other is, um, you know, just just reach out to people. Like some of the people that I didn't think were going to be great interviews turned out to be great interviews. Um, there's a lot of 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 uh, life coaches and. There's a lot of people looking to get exposure for stuff that they're just like, I'm not interested in. Maybe if that's the podcast genre, it would work. 
But if you're choosy and you look through the guests and really read their profiles and there's always links to other shows they've been on, you can go on and listen to them, see how they speak, see if their cadence works for you. Um, yeah, like just do your research and uh, you'll find everything you're looking for and more. Have they, um, so you, you've kind of, I don't know if you changed up what your show is a little bit. Have you? Um, as far, I haven't really, like, I haven't really changed it. I've actually just multiplied it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, oh, so, yeah. uh, I'm doing, so I was doing Monday through Friday morning, 6am. I've been doing that since, uh, for over a year now. Uh, I do, I started at 15 minutes and now I'm at like 45 minutes a day, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every day five days a week uh, a lot of times it's just me rambling over coffee with the audience uh with the live feed uh we bullshit quite a bit and uh just talk about whatever is going on in my life basically i come up with the schedule i come up with the topics and we just roll with it uh, uh some days i'll just have something i'm thinking about that i want to go into i think tomorrow we're going to talk about like homesteading in minnesota and the good the bad the ugly what we liked what we didn't like and what really fucking sucked um nice. but i wanted it's so random because i was doing my interview shows i was doing my morning shows my morning shows are 45 minutes long my interview shows are an hour long and i was like how can i how can i reach the people that want to watch a 10 minute or listen to a 10 minute podcast or a five minute podcast or something like that like i'm a 45 minute podcast talking about random shit i ask a question <laughs> every day and then i talk about random stuff or I do interviews that are an hour or an hour and a half long. Um, I'm missing out on that short format, that short content people, the people that want to listen to the quick hitter things. Uh, so I know I was thinking and I'm like, all right, maybe people want to listen to just interviews. I like right. interviews. Um, I love it. Yeah. So I was like, what could I do? What could I do? What could I do? I'm like, anchors free, anchors free. I can mess around with anchor. I started two new podcast feeds, not too new. Like I'm not doing any more. Basically yeah. my interviews go up on anchor is lots to talk about. That was something that I was calling those episodes anyway. Um, so you can find lots to talk about um, podcast feed on anchor or any of the other things. Um, but it's also contained in the full feed, the, the last project podcast. Nice. And then I also, um, am spinning up my own little coffee brand here. I've, I've had GSD blend. We've had the, the dogs, um, the dogs blends, but I, uh, I put together a new house blend called the perfect cup. And I decided to have that sponsor, um, my question of the day. And for that five to 10 minute quick hitter episode, I spun out, I pull that out every day. It's, it's usually between five and 10 minutes. And I basically ask my question of the day and give my thoughts and interact with the, the live feed crew um, as much as we can up to, to 10 minutes max. And then I strip that out and publish that under the perfect cup podcast, which, you know, it's something to think about while you're drinking your coffee and uh, enjoy that cup of coffee and, and contemplate maybe a pretty deep question. So, so you're yeah, kinda... I mean, you're doing the same amount of podcasting. Which how, how many episodes a week are you? You must be seven, are you? Seven, seven. seven yeah. But you didn't have to add any more, and now you've got three feeds out of the deal. Yeah, things to share. Uh, three different, uh, three different feeds too, and you know it just clouds the waters and even more because now, now I got 
we've always talked about the struggle about quantifying your growth when you have YouTube live streams, you have audio downloads, you have uh, 16 different places you're sending lives and you're looking at all these metrics. Well, now I only I broke it down even more and added in two extra streams of, of audio. But uh, well, but it, it, it works. I mean, I, I don't mind. That's kind of we might have lost you again just for a second, but it uh, I I enjoy that. I recently completely 100 percent stole There's... your idea. Oh, there you are. You back? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. You're good, man. We're good. I just fill it in as we, you know, something dies. I just start blabbering on. So Josh says sometimes they're way too deep of a question. That's right. And they definitely are. And uh, it's weird because I pre-did 65, uh, 65 questions. I said, I'm going to do this for three months and just, just suck it. If it sucks and I get zero downloads, whatever, it's three months. Sure. Um, you and I have talked about that with social media platforms. I'm trying out Clapper. Um, yeah, was, that was my next question. Yep. Yeah, because TikTok hates me because I don't have enough followers and shit like that. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I um, I was like, I, I strung out, I did some web searches. I found some lists of like, a lot of them are, were lists of questions, uh, questions to contemplate before you die, um, things like that, like deep thinking stuff and then different stuff along that lines. And I just picked 65 unique questions and I have them in a spreadsheet and that's, I just go down the list and yeah, like brain teasers, man. Like tomorrow is where do thoughts come from? Uh, I'm going to get, uh, yeah, that, I love that. So I, I spin on that. So I did the question this morning. I read the answer. I uploaded everything. And then I immediately go and look at the question for the next day. And basically I think about it for 23 hours. Right. That's so, I love it. Yeah, I come up with like, you know, I talk for five minutes and uh, the audience, um, I got a decent sized crew that hangs out in the morning. Um, they're spitting their answers out. We're talking about it and it's great. I was going to go one direction, but I want to ask you this because I, I get asked this once in a while. So you're fucking creating content seven days a week. How do you always come up with something? And has it gotten easier? I know. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it doesn't get easier. Um, literally, I uh, I was coming up with a way to have some backup stuff today when I was working on my website. And if you go to thelotsproject.com and it's barely live, like this, the page is it's there, but it's not finished. It's like in the first draft stage, but the form is there. So if you want to early in on it, um, if you go to thelotsproject.com and hit podcast, you don't hit the drop down menu, you just hit podcast. It goes to the main podcast page and there's a fill out form there where you can ask me anything. You can submit a question. And if I use it on the podcast, I'll send you 2,500 sats. Nice. Have I'm just building it? a bank of like questions to use when there's that day that I have too many Lone Star tall boys and I wake up in the morning. I'm like, Corey, what the fuck am I going to talk about? Well, she drank too much the night before too. And she looks at me and she's like, I don't give a shit what you talk about. It's your show. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like I'm hitting go live and I'm like, oh, well, what the man, this sucks. Um, I want to have that database. Like, like right now, if I don't have notes, at least a few notes the night before, or I'm, I'm not like, usually I'm up early enough that I can come up with something. Uh, yeah, Josh, I have to be able to use it on the show to receive the sats. <laughs> But I just yeah, like there's mornings I'm like making my coffee going, 
like it's nice when we travel because we all have uh, that's fresh content like right. every yeah. day we're doing something new um yeah when you sit for a while like, it, it, it's a struggle it's a struggle um it gets interesting ask Corey. she she gives me a lot of ideas let's let's just put it that way that's cool no i have you um did i see yeah i'm sure i did the other day you're, you're still doing the uh the gravestone thing oh yeah man i'm a, like i actually here i'm gonna refresh i think i might have hit a thousand followers on tiktok on that account right now no. Re- okay because um, i just, yeah i just seen something what was it you're doing like a a whole story 998 um yeah well no right now i'm working on a story i'm doing so i go and visit graveyards uh wherever we stop it started up in tennessee Corey wanted to go for a walk over in the graveyard uh basically where you picked her up in the back of the truck yes Um, remember that crazy dog yep anybody that doesn't know that story really doesn't need to know that story (laughs) no it's not that interesting but i know (laughs) where it is (laughs) yeah but uh anyway that cemetery across the street there uh she was like hey i want to go walk around the cemetery barefoot you know it's nice and smooth grass and all this and i was like well i grew up near a cemetery i have always been kind of intrigued by them but i kind of like shoved it away since i was a kid because that was just something kids like to do and so i went over there and walked with her and i'm looking at these headstones i'm like it'd be really cool to take video of this and throw it on tiktok i didn't know that there was like a whole genre of this going on there and so i just did it and the first, like, I, the first one, I got, like, a few hundred views. The second one, I got, like, 14,000 views. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess it's a thing. And I I had this thing when I was a kid. Corey kind of rekindled it in me. Um, maybe I'll just, when we travel around and stop somewhere, I'll find an old cemetery and go document it. So I started doing it. And the channel's kind of, like, grown and grown and grown. Um, recently, Josh told me when we were down here that out in the state forest, there's just this single grave on this like old um, minimum maintenance road down by the turnaround in a parking spot. It's just this guy is his grave and another little headstone that's supposedly the rattlesnake that killed him. They buried oh, it yes. next to him. Yeah. Um, and so we finally had an opportunity to go down there and I got some video, but I'm, I'm putting together like the whole story, like the story that's known. And then maybe the story that might've happened because this dude, like, he lived there before the forest was there. Like the forest was planted after he died. The it's a state forest. Well, it wasn't a state forest. Then the state forest was established the year after he died. Um, the lake that he's buried 30 feet from wasn't a lake when he was there. It was dammed up and it, it, it became a lake (sighs) after the fact, like, did they kill him to take his land? I mean, the government isn't above that bullshit. Like, what's the story with this guy? Like, how did he end up out in the middle of this field, which would have been a field at the time in the middle of what became the Sam Houston national forest. Right. Um, so doing a lot of content with that, lots of TikToks, lots of shorts. Um, it's really easy, short format content, walking around a cemetery, finding cool gravestones and, and filming them for 20 seconds. Um, and I'm getting into cleaning headstones as well. Like, um, using a biological agent, cleaning the stone, like getting the the mildew, the lichen, the dirt, the grime, all that off it and uh, making it legible again and filming that and putting that out there and kind of doing that as we travel. So, yeah, that's another uh, another hobby and interest that's kind of under the lots project with its own own little uh, thing going on. 
I love as a kid, we had well, we had like the Loyalist Cemetery, so that you know, 16, 1700s, and then we had a the the Baptist Cemetery, which was old, and then we had the Catholic, which was really old. And we always played this game where we would, you know, we would get down through and have a circle around and we would we would try to find the oldest date we could find on a gravestone. And yep. I took my girls home last year at Christmas time. And we went through and we did the same thing. We walked up through and we were looking for, you know, we found a couple from the 1700s in the Catholic. Great. You know, that's cool. I love that. Yeah. And it's it's just um, people think it's weird. I I go barefoot quite a bit in the cemeteries and it's it's a different feeling. Like I'm not a woo woo guy by any means, but I'm really getting into more getting in touch with a lot of different energies and things going on um, and being barefoot a lot of different places and then going to a cemetery and being barefoot there. There is definitely a different type of feel, different energy that you feel while you're there barefoot and connected to that earth. When you were what I love when you were telling the story <clears throat> about the guy and the rattlesnake and I I don't know that to me, there is something when you can connect stories with history, that's where friggin' magic happens. You know, you don't have to tell everything. You just need to pick three or four stories that make that, that make a journey or make those connections. And man, I don't know. I, I could listen to story, you know, historical stories all day long if they're interesting and they don't even have to be that cool. Just interesting. Yeah. And that, and that's kind of the MO once we start traveling more often. And it kind of happened when we left Tennessee, because we hit a couple spaces before we got down here. It's usually within a reasonable distance, there's a decent size old cemetery, um, whether it's closed, whether it's uh, still in use, whatever, but old, like 1800s, 1700s, early 1900s. I my goal is if we're there for a week is to go there one day, document as many headstones as I can, clean whatever headstones I can, and then spend the rest of the week finding out what I can about the headstones I've documented and then publish them the following week when I'm doing the work for the next week at the next site, at the next town or the next stop. Or if we stay for more than one week, the next cemetery in that area. That's kind of the the what I'm picturing um, with this and where it's going is it's one day and then, you know, an hour or two a day the rest of the week until I exhaust all my uh, and make all my content. I love it. I think it's cool. I, I really do. And that's that's what TikTok was made for. I think that kind of content right there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice because here in a couple of followers, I'll be able to go live. Um, when you use oh. the, the biological agent that I use, uh, you spray it on, you let it sit for an hour. What the fuck am I going to do in a cemetery for an hour other than walk around going live, showing people headstones while I'm walking around bullshitting with them? You're going to think you're some kind of goth that's down there talking to themselves or something. I love it. Dude, I follow a guy that's a vault guy. His name is Brad the Vault Guy. He is okay. the guy that like installs the vaults that people are, their caskets are put in and he goes, he's live all day on TikTok. Yes, sir. So Josh come up with the name, the grave plots project. But dude, he's already had like 17 beers tonight and he, <laughs> and he's going to be up watching my show in the morning. He's going to be like, uh, I'm going to be really slow until I have my coffee. 
So Cabot says you're a grave robber in a good way. I think you're more like a grave a grave rubber. <laughs> Sorry. Oh boy, that's lame. Oh, anyway. Man. No, no, I'm a, I'm very respectful. Um, I'm like, I am the anti grave robber. Really. I, uh, I won't touch anything. I won't go in. I'm very actually nervous. Um, if the, if it's questionable, I won't touch it. I won't clean it. I won't get anywhere near it. If it's uh, crumbling or yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I am deathly, I'm deathly afraid that something's going to happen to, uh, somebody's memorial that I'm responsible for. And yeah, so <laughs> I uh, one of my jobs in high school, I worked at a boys and girls club and we worked with there was, you know, teens and but I was working with the younger kids. So we took them down to the Anglican cemetery one time and they had these beautiful uh, it's the white stone, you know, that what is that limestone or river? So it, it fades pretty good. And they were, you know, like um, about a two inch thick, but they're really tall and skinny. And we, so we were doing grave rubbing. She'd take a crayon with a pencil yep. or, you know, the paper, which was cool until the grave, the, the stone fell over and broke a girl's leg in half. So, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was no. a lawsuit waiting to happen. I'm just so glad that I had already moved on with my group of kids and we went to the toy maker. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God. But, oh, yeah. 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 There's, um, there's some crazy, like, I've seen some just absolutely beautiful stuff from the early 1900s, especially in this area. Um, there must have been a wealthy settlement here. And um, there's a there's a cemetery in downtown. Downtown It's like a 5,000 people town. But uh, there's a big cemetery down there that there are monuments. They're probably 20 foot tall marble, like completely Ooh. beautiful marble. Um, the etching is still crystal clear and uh obviously i mean there's mason there's uh freemason signals all over them um they were the wealthy but huge huge monuments from the early 1900s and it's it's really cool to see them document them be around them read them read the different things that people put on them and then like that's my deal i'm into the older shit like i'm not a i'm not a like walk around like the the people that died in in 2015 and this and that but when you're in these cemeteries you're driving around like things will catch your eye some of the stuff they're doing now is mind-blowing with memorials with gravestones uh, with the laser etching the photocopying the um, photos are cool yeah, I I uh I can't believe like we were I was talking about the with this on somebody or about this with somebody on my TikTok today. I love the ones that are from the early 1900s that have photos on them and how they're still so clear and so like they're perfect. They're like in perfect condition and this picture's been there for 110 years. It's like how did what's they going do that? on? I don't know. I don't know. I find them all the time. There's like these old and they always have like the ghostly eyes that are kind of like, yeah, it's, it's pretty freaky. I'll send you some pictures. You're going to, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like the newer stuff, like I ran across one the other day that was like flat metal. It was probably quarter inch um, and it was uh, die cut or laser cut. I couldn't really tell, but basically when the sun would shine through it is when you could read it. Um, which was really, I mean, like if you, if you kind of got down in front of it, you could read it, no problem. But when I was filming it, I could get an angle that would basically light up each word as I moved my phone. 
Okay. And then I came back across and went to the next line and the sun was coming through it. It was like, actually, it almost looked like it was reading it to you. And then I showed it and it was only like a quarter inch thick. And it was, it was, it was pretty cool. I, I was like, they're doing some really cool stuff. Um, QR codes on headstones that link to YouTube videos. Oh, I, the one I was interested in, I haven't seen any yet, are the ones where when you go by, they either have a button or they're they're activated and the voice will talk to you. Yep. I'm like, it's fucking creepy in a way, but it's pretty cool too. Yeah, I, I found some lady that had one that had a QR code that like went to a video and it was like a, a memorial of her life, like all the accomplishments she had and like pictures of her and things like that. And it was, uh, yeah, you just scan the thing and it went to that YouTube video. I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. You're doing good work there, man. I love it. I want to get you before we, I want to get you to touch on clapper though. Cause I, I know we're going to do a hard right turn here, but talk a little bit about uh, how you caught the clap. Uh, the, uh, what you I got the clap. Yeah. I got the clap and it was all Tim's fault. <laughs> well, technically it was Jester's fault, but yes. Oh you know. uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was watching Tim's show. I don't know a while back. Oh, it was the float bash. Uh, <laughs> the float bash episode. And oh, okay. somebody mentioned, and somebody mentioned clapper and I'm like, well, what the hell is this? I like, whatever. Uh, thought about it the next morning, hit it up and or actually I'd hit it up that night. Didn't even sign up or anything. I just downloaded it. Uh, the next day I was looking at it. I signed up and I was like, eh, it, it's exactly like TikTok. It's a TikTok mirror, basically a clone of TikTok. Uh, but I guess it's not owned by China. Uh, so that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, but, uh, there's no limits. There's no limits on like going live on TikTok and viewers. And like, there's all this stuff. Like I, I signed up and the next day I messed around with, with four followers. Um, so that's advantageous to me as a, somebody trying to build. Uh, so I went on, I started posting videos. I'm, and I've gained some traction. I have um, a third of the followers on Clapper that I do on TikTok, and it's been a quarter of the time, maybe. Nice. Are you getting that. more traction, like interaction too? or? Yeah, I, I do. I get a lot of, it's building, it's building. Yeah. I, and that's the thing. I'm giving it 90 days, just like the other, all the other shit. Um, but I can go live there every morning and I'm getting... 700 to 900 views per live stream um every morning on there and there's a shop feature uh on your profile you can i think it was mainly intended for like one-off things um for artisans and crafters and things like that that wanted to sell their stuff on a live like hey uh i put it in my shop and you go live and you can like show it and try to sell it um i just put my shit in there like my coffee um, yeah. support the lots project all this different stuff and you can display your shop when you go live so haven't mm -hmm. sold anything on there yet but it's eyes and that's what we talked yeah. about it's eyes um that's the tiktok thing when you put a post on tiktok it shows it to a minimum of 200 people that's 200 right. people i don't give a shit who they are i don't really care if they follow me i got to show 200 people my tiktok and if one person bites each time right tiktok showed it to them for me like right. they're not even necessarily my followers so i mean go where the eyeballs are right now i can't go live on tiktok for my show in the morning and i plan to like i have this goal to um but i'm still building i got 300 followers to go before i can do it on tiktok so why not do it on clapper if it takes off then maybe i don't do it on tiktok maybe by the time i get there on tiktok i'm like fuck you i don't need it well that's what jester from it's doomsday he 
he got tired of being shadow banned on TikTok because, you know, I mean, he obviously deals with content that uh, China, the China people or whatever, ever the, the app doesn't. Yeah, China, they're renegade. I, I was just reading it, how Renegade put it up there. Remind me of the wrestler, China. So, but yeah. so Hey, he boys, been- coming to the stage tonight. She might not be a good mama, but she sure is a good dancer. Welcome to the stage, China. So the real question is, how are the yoga videos on Clapper? Haven't seen one. I haven't ah. actually looked at any videos on Clapper. <laughs> I scrolled it a few times. Oh, actually, time. actually, I mean, is your show is your show PG? Well, we've been saying fuck at least no. So we we're here, here, here. So you, you gotta you gotta show you gotta jump on here in a few minutes, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. I got I got a closer for you right here. All right. Oh no. <laughs> so I uh so I was going, I did laundry the other day and I went to the Washateria. I didn't know if you know that laundry mats in Texas are called Washaterias or Washaterias or Washaterias or something. Like I'm really close to Mexico, Do I guess. Serve food there? No. Okay. I just <laughs> like cafeteria. Washing machines. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so I'm sitting there and the place was just a, it was it's just, it's been very nice every time I've been there. But this time, for some reason, there were like seven families and 14 kids running around screaming and everything. So I put my earbuds in and I'm like, I've been going live on Clapper. I should probably watch some Clapper lives and figure out what they do on there. So I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. And I'm watching him and like, there's like a truck driver. He's got like 17 million followers or something. He's just driving down the road talking. Like, I think he's famous from other places or whatever. I'd heard the name before. Anyway, so I'm flipping through and I come up to this thing and it's like two people. And I've been noticing this a lot. There's like two people. um, They're chatting for some reason. I don't know if it's like a, we're trying to make each other laugh or what's going on here. So I look I look at the thing and it's a guy lighting a bowl and he's getting ready to smoke. And this other chick is, uh, this chick was on the other side of the screen and she's like, all right, I'm going to tell you a little story while, uh, while, while you smoke. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? And she's like, she's like, and she's not super attractive. Like, I mean, if it had been a dry spell, it probably wouldn't have been a bad idea. Um, the uglier version of TikTok. Yeah, so she goes, she goes, she's she's like, she's like, yeah, you know, so I've been fucked out of my earrings before. And I'm like, what? She's like, I've I've taken it hard and I've lost an earring, but I've never gotten been fucked out of my nipple rings. Last night I got fucked out of my nipple rings, and I'm like, what is going on? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, they're not gonna say the guy literally blew his bowl out. like laughed so hard into his pipe that it shot out like a stream oh and yeah because I'm, I'm sitting in the laundry mat with my earbuds and laughing hysterically at the washateria at the washateria yeah washateria is it like i don't know i don't know if it's the washateria or the washateria or what it or what it is josh isn't sure either is is it spanish for something or I is it like so. Because it reminds me of for laundry mat. <laughs> it reminds me of the like uh Acadian French in Nova Scotia where they're like la big screen television or parquet la cardona driveway. It's like we called it uh franglais, a mix of French and English, you know? <laughs> Spanglish. Spanglish. Oh my god, yes, that's great. That's what we used to speak in the kitchens to all the Ecuadorians of Spanglish. 
Wasn't that a movie with friggin' Adam Sandler? Yeah, it wasn't as good as what we used to tell the Ecuadorians. Uh, no, either. nothing's as good as the humor in a restaurant. So, <laughs> well, brother, we've been almost an hour and a half, and I unfortunately, well, I got a little bit, but I, I got, yeah, I'm going on with uh, Matt from Fern, Firm Hop here in a few minutes. So, you, is that the is that his men's uh, forum? Or are you doing an interview? Uh, interview, I guess. Yeah, it's a, yeah, he's interviewing me, I guess. So we're gonna it's gonna live stream here and on his YouTube channel. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm yeah. not going to be able to stay up that late. I'll probably have another tall boy and pass out, but I'll catch the beginning for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, we're yeah. Yeah. So how do people find you? I'm, you know, I know you're right here right now, you know, electronically, but I don't want to be found. Um, well, there you go, guys. Thanks for tuning in. So, yeah. No. But you, you, you can find me at the lost or on uh, YouTube uh, type at the lots project. Don't type youtube.com slash the lots project because that's not our name um but the handle is the lots project so at the lots project if you search that or just the name um any podcast player you can search the lots project or lots to talk about or the perfect cup podcast and uh, you should find all of it yes and you hit a thousand subscribe yeah you've, you've hit your thousand and a bit on youtube now 1200 now nice shorts is that what's doing it for you yep that's the way to do it yep yep lots of shorts uh the grave the grave stuff does well on tick or on youtube also it's uh it's crazy i love it well we would have, have never guessed would have never guessed it was not intentional by any means whatsoever i just kind of happened into it you uh yeah well you know what's the worst that could have happened you could have made a grave mistake uh, oh, killed some, killed some time. Yeah, that filled it in right there. So, all right, yeah. So we'll uh, we will have you back, brother. This has been three episodes, so you're now tied the lead with uh, Ryan, the prepper dad, and Carrie Brown's. Gonna yeah, but I got that tool review in too. So that's true. Yes, you and Carrie Brown will be tied then. Let's put it that way. Four, four, four appearances I'm, on the uh, the workshop. Channel. I'm okay with being tied with Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown is a solid individual, and so so is Prepper Dad too. I can't. Oh, I Ryan's can't, awesome. uh, I can't yeah, say yeah. anything about Ryan either. So now you're in a you're an elite company, so we'll keep it going. <laughs> I, I am elite, and and they should feel honored to be in the company with me. Th thanks for Not, being flexible. I'm very humble. Yo, humble. That's one word for it. But anyway, I don't know what it, I don't think that's the right word. I think you, I, I don't think that word means what you think it means, you know? All right. We will have you back. Yeah. Again, we, I always love having you on. We always have a good chat and an hour and a half flies by and it could have been three hours and it still would have been fun. So yeah, man, for sure. For sure. Cool. Thank you very much. And everyone, as always, stay happy, stay healthy and have a great week.